Almost like this.
bless you, Jesus. Praise is what I do. You know, I was on my way in uh, to service and um, and in Southern California, we have a Corona Canyon fire that's going on. It cut off the freeway, which means the other freeway, the northbound 15, is shut down at this time. And it took me a good hour because I left at 5.30. To, uh, I like to get up to the church early enough to prepare, to set up, and to uh, have prayer and just to seek the Lord, just have some me time. You know, with just just like you go to the gym or go for a walk or bicycling or something. You know, um, I I like all of those things, but I also like to get up to the church and just have some me time where I can just sit, meditate with the Lord in the sanctuary, and uh, and pray and seek God's face and and pray, uh, just just seeking the Lord in prayer, as the Bible tells us uh, tell us ministers. And everyone, that man should always pray. And, you know, as I was driving in, uh, I had to turn around and come back. But uh, that particular song changed the entire atmosphere. Praise is what I do. And, you know, I was like, in my mind, I was like, wow, no wonder my godmother over said Blanche Irvin, who had gone on, had transitioned. Uh, you know, that was her song. And no matter what. Uh, praise is what I do. And it wasn't just a song, but it was a life that was lived. It was exemplified in her demeanor and her speech and everything. It was not just a cliche. And I, you know, God has placed people in our lives that we can mirror ourselves after. And, you know, we, we read the scripture because it is the word of God and heaven and earth is going to pass away and his word is going to be here. Uh, but there are people that has been in our lives that uh, in our generational time that we can pattern ourselves after so that we can be saved. And so I, I thank God for that particular song. You know, that was one her favorite song and just remembering her. And there's another song that I'm going to play regarding another soldier of God. But listen, I just want to thank you this evening for joining us this 27th day of October. 2020 and you're listening to sunday morning live that's sml if you type sml inside the pages if you google it it will bring up the podcast and so uh the lord is blessed we're on iheart uh, spotify and a number of other medias you know and and doing a work for the lord uh this work presented by cornerstone apostolic church 524 east pasadena street in the city of pomona and guess what you're inside the pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. There's no better place to be than the Word of God. Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. Now, we believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, I'm faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God in Jesus' name. No matter what you're dealing with, no matter what predicament you've put yourself into, no matter what predicament you find yourself in, uh, there's no better way to face the opposition, to face the situation in obeying the word of God. That's God's plan. You know, if you've missed any of the messages, please visit uh, connectingtruth.org and click God on Demand. 
to access the archives and it will you'll be able to hear messages some messages that you you may have heard already and there are others that you may not have heard but uh, certainly we thank and praise god for an opportunity i am humbled by the lord to be able to minister his word you know it's not something i take for granted it's not something that i was desiring to do growing up or anything like that uh, matter of fact there was a time that that I had no desire to even want to be in the church. And, um, but God knew what was best for me. And there's no, <laughs> there's no better place to be than the Ark of Safety. You, you know, we, we come up with some foolish things and some foolish thoughts, uh, listening to people, uh, television, social media, uh, people that we talk to that tell us things that don't make sense. And matter of fact, it's, is governed and centered upon lies to keep you out of the ark of safety. The church is the ark of safety. And you cannot be saved outside of what God has established. You can, uh, someone, don't let nobody deceive you. Don't let nobody bamboozle you. Don't let nobody hoodwink you. Don't let nobody uh, yank your chain. Don't let nobody mess with you and tell you that you can be saved by just believing in God. And you don't have to go to church. You don't have to be part of God's establishment. Well, listen, he wouldn't have established it if it wasn't so. And he would not have said, uh, if you come up any other way, you're a thief and a robber. And we know that thieves and robbers are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Don't believe uh, anything outside the word of God. You have to believe the word from Genesis to Revelation. You know, eventually you'll see that he's written in the volume of the book. It's all about him. And so you want to be focused. You want to be uh, in the word of God and have a good understanding about the word of God. Don't make excuses. You know, I, I was exposed to some excuses that people made, you know, and I understood where they, some of the things that they were saying, you know, cause I remember where I used to be uh, years ago and and so therefore I understand and, and do um, know there are some things that, that we must deal with as a people um, as a, by ourselves. If you don't want people knowing your business, keep your mouth shut. Don't tell people your business and you don't have to worry about it spreading. Don't go someplace and do something and then when somebody see you and you was wrong, you know, let somebody catch you doing something right. <laughs> let somebody catch you doing something right and instead of catching you doing something wrong listen we're going into the word of god i'm excited about jesus uh, this evening and i believe that you are too those of you that are listening those of you that will hear this later you know i want to encourage you to be careful uh this evening be careful as uh, especially in the u.s you know where uh, we are dealing with the, the political agendas the uh Votes are, uh, we're just days away, a week away from um, the election day. And we also are dealing with, you know, racial hostilities and different things. And, uh, you know, we have to be careful. We have to be careful where we are, what we're doing, who we're around. And, you know, there's a lot of wickedness that goes on uh, as it gets dark, you know, and so certainly things are happening during the day but things are happening at night people are whining people are missing 
people are being found hung. You know, it's not something new. And the media, um, they try to what we what whitewash it. They try to cover stuff up. Uh, you know, um, it, it's heart wrenching to think about some of the things that go on. But you need to understand that that's all part of the signs of the time. The love of many shall wax cold. That's what the Lord said. And so as we know and pay attention to things that are going on around us, we need to be prayerful. We need to be wise in what we do. We need to be smart. Yes, pray, but be, be smart. You know, don't just uh, say I'm going to pray and God's going to protect me. No, listen, Lord, uh, when, when danger was brought, Lord told him to go in the house and shut the door. Get the family together, sacrifice, have devotion, do things the right way. You know, and so we want to just want to encourage you to do things the right way. And let's pay attention to the word of God. We're in the book of Ezekiel, the 30th chapter. And so uh, the Bible tells us that uh, beginning at the ninth verse uh, on your device, maybe you have your, your paperback open. You know, I like paper. I like using my devices and all of that. But uh, let's go to the word of God, Ezekiel, Ezekiel, the 30th chapter. Beginning at the ninth verse, it says, In that day shall mass messengers go forth from me in ships to make the careless Ethiopians afraid, and great pain shall come upon them as in the day of Egypt. For lo, it cometh. There are some things that are coming. There are some things that are going to happen. Thus said the Lord God, I will also make the multitude of Egypt to cease by the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. He and his people with him, the terrible of the nations, shall be brought to destroy the land. And they shall draw their swords against Egypt and fill the land with the slain. And I will make the rivers dry and sell the land into the hand of the wicked, and I will make the land waste and all that is therein by the hand of strangers. I, the Lord, have spoken it. Thus saith the Lord God, I will destroy the idols. I will cause their images to cease out of Noth, and there shall be no more a prince of the land of Egypt and I will put a fear in the land of Egypt. I will make Pathros desolate and will, see, and will set fire to Zohan and execute judgment on No. Uh, and I will pour my fury upon sin, the strength of Egypt, and I will cut off the multitude of No. And I will set fire on Egypt. Sin shall have great pain, and and no shall rent asunder, and no shall have distress distresses daily. I, you know, I, I read, the, I was reading this, and and I'm telling you, when you <laughs> you're laboring with Ezekiel, it is laborious, and so you're going to have to get into the Word of God. The Lord did not make all of this known for us to just glide over it and pick and choose what we want out of his word. 
uh, all of the word is essential. So have you ever eaten something that had that that you know you had no business eating? You know, maybe a, a double chocolate mocha brownie with whipped cream. Uh, you ate it before you went to bed. You know, the, the thought and the taste of it um, was, uh, you know, it dictated your desire to indulge. And by no means uh, does this limit uh, or is limited to food, but whatever the craving was, whether it was physical, physical attraction, some type of drink, whatever it may have been, you know, uh, you knew what you were doing. You know, that 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 double chocolate mocha brownie with whipped cream tasted good. What what whatever you indulged in tasted good. It, it was so good that it woke you up in the middle of the night. Or it it, uh, it it woke you up super early in the morning to remind you of how good it was. You know, and so someone uh had made a statement uh one time and we were traveling on the on the highway. And they stopped and they indulged in something uh, that was seemed very tasteful. And they said, you know, it was an ounce of pleasure that became a pound of pain. An ounce of pleasure can easily become a pound of pain. You know, some of us took shots. You know, we had boiler makers and, you know, um, people used to drink 40 ounces and all. Yeah, I'm telling on myself in, in a way. And, you know, I don't hear much or anything about that today, but at, at the same time, uh, the game is still the same. Uh, the, the players may have changed, but the game is the same. And so uh, there was two fingers, you know, and, you know, and, and so we got totally lit. And some of you did the same thing. And thank God for you that did not. Uh, we should have been maimed in our actions because of that ounce of pleasure. Some of us should have been in the grave and all future hope lost because of our behavior. You know, there was some people that took a hit, you know, one time and lost it and did not recover. It, it messed them up that bad. You know, some, some of the things that we indulged in, we could have been the poster child for the devil in many ways. And, and some of us was poster child, uh, you know, but God, we can say, but God. But God to the rescue, he made the difference. Grace and mercy have brought us, and you know where it brought us? It brought us face to face with accountability. God spared some of us with a, a light beating. Now we're talking about what he's gonna do with, with Egypt and, uh, you know, but some of us got spared with a light beating when we should have got a beat down like Egypt received, but grace. God knew what, uh, and mercy, he knew what he was going to do with us after we, after he applied the right healing, you know, and the correctness in our lives. God spared some with a light beating uh, instead of uh, what we should have received. And my question is, are you testifying? Or are you telling of the goodness of God? You know, you don't have to tell all your business. And you shouldn't tell all your business because everybody can't can digest what you tell them. Uh, however, you can tell them that, that God saved you. You're, you're a witness. You're a living testimony. Now, uh, again, an ounce of pleasure easily becomes a pound of pain as Egypt found out. 
you know, Egypt found out uh, that that the pleasure that they were going to take upon Israel. You see, yeah, they had plans for Israel, and as I as the as the the focus shifts, as the focus has shifted, and, and if you've been following along, you you know that the focus has shifted from the M M. Manites to the, the Edomites, it shifted to the Moabites, it has shifted from to others, to the uh, to Philistines, the word it has shifted from off Israel and the sin that they had committed with these uh, with these these other leaders. That's what got them in trouble. That's what kept Israel in trouble from the start. Now, look, the Bible tell us uh in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, yeah, the 11th chapter, about the 24th verse, it says, by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, so he had come to an understanding, he had come to an area of maturity, and the Bible said he refused to be called the son, uh, the, the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Now, he had a choice. He had an option. He was benefiting. He could have benefited from all the, the royalties that there was in being Pharaoh's daughter. You know, People wouldn't go mess with him. And he had all the riches of Egypt at his exposure to enjoy. But the Bible said choosing rather to suffer. Yet some of you would have, you don't know what you would have done. I, I think because the fact, the fact is, is that he was not just exposed to, to, to Egypt and their riches. He was exposed to something else that was more important. Something else that was more uh, that, that he saw superseded. And so the Bible said, choosing rather to suffer the affliction of, with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin. So see, sin has a pleasure, an ounce of pleasure, uh, only lasts for a season. It said, then to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, it comes to an end. You know, the thing that we indulge in eventually comes to an end. Uh, you know, it runs a course. And that course has an end to it. Extending the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense, the payment of the reward, what he was going to receive. The Bible said, by faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he uh, endured as seeing him who is invisible. Do you want to see who you have not seen? Now, the Bible plainly tells us that none of us have seen the Lord, and it encourages us to love our brothers who we have seen. You know, anyone that calls himself a believer and don't love other people is a liar because it's against the word of God. And if we're not living the word of God, the Bible, and I'm just repeating what the scripture says over in John, you know, we have to live this. We have to apply the word of God. And so we need to not, we should not lie to ourselves and we should not lie to others. We should be truthful because truth is freedom. Truth is the only way that you're going to be mad. If you can't love, if you don't love God, if you don't love the person next to you, you're not going to be saved. You're going to be here to suffer just like Egypt is suffering, right? We'll suffer throughout the scriptures that we're reading about because there is a parallel. There's a parallel of why, as we have read through the scriptures in uh, Ezekiel, and I was like, wow, Lord, there's so much time being focused and spent on, on, on Egypt because 
Egypt parallels the world. And so it is symbolic to humanity. It's symbolic to, to the world and their choices and their attitude and what they are doing against uh, the people of God and against the word of God so that uh, you'll be here. If you don't love, you'll be here. Love, the Bible said, if I speak with tongues, uh, you know, I can have great revelations. I, the gifts could be working in my life. But if I don't have charity, I'm nothing but a sounding brass and a tingling cymbal. It doesn't mean anything. And so I won't see the Lord, uh, you know, but that, that's, that's not going to be my story. And I pray that it's not your story either. You know, we need to have a, an ambition to see the Lord. And that's the thing that keeps us from grabbing hope and enjoying the pleasures of sin. That's the thing that causes us to stay focused, to stay committed unto the Lord. That's the thing that says, you know, praise is what I do. It's not just a song. It's my lifestyle. Don't you know, living, uh, uh, believing in God, uh, being holy unto the Lord is a lifestyle. The Lord told Peter, said uh, when he freed them from the first, when they were in, in jail, uh, the angel came and, and set them free. And the Bible said that they were instructed to go and to the synagogue and teach the people. Tell the people about this life. What life? The life that the Lord wants us to live. Now, so many times the focus becomes about things. That's not what God is interested in telling us about. Things come. Things will, uh, you, you can get things. Uh-huh. There's a way to get things. But the focus should be on this life, which is about your soul salvation and seeing him who is invisible. Seeing him who is invisible will cause us to take pleasure in the Lord rather than the pleasures of sin, which only last for a season. I believe the Bible said now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, to present you faultless. When we take pleasure in God, he is able to keep us and to keep us faultless and to present us. Uh, oh, my God, to present us. I'm telling you that the presentation uh, is going to be so great. And so Israel, like Moses, had seen the power of God and they had received enough information. You know, uh, we're like Israel. We have seen the power of God and we have seen and received enough information to understand Pharaoh. Now, Pharaoh's name, if you remember, Pharaoh's name means uh, house of God. So Pharaoh, but Pharaoh was not sovereign God. Neither was uh any of the gods of Egypt, Seth, uh, was not a, a god. He could not stop the, the chaos or the storm that Israel encountered and will be encountering. Osiris is uh, supposed to be the god of the underworld, and but that's not sovereign god. Uh, that, that image, that, that myth, uh, uh, that is structured and endorsed by Satan is not sovereign God and has no control over heaven or hell. Now that was just to name a few because uh, they're not you can't think, you cannot name a name that is superior to God himself. Matter of fact, uh, God has already claimed it all. No one else is able to make this claim and will never be able to make it. The Bible said the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and they that dwell therein. 
for he has founded upon the seas. He established it upon the floods. The Bible said, uh, asked the question, who shall ascend into the hills of the Lord? And then it gives us an answer. Uh, or who shall ascend into his holy place? It says, he that have clean hands. So we got to keep our hands clean. And so to keep our hands clean, we cannot uh, uh, get involved with an ounce of pleasure, pleasure of sin, which lasts for a season. And, and he that has a pure heart and who have not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. Listen, if you made any vows unto the Lord, you want to keep the vows. Better to, to not make a vow than make a vow and not keep it. Keep your vow that you've made unto the Lord. Repent. Ask God's forgiveness and then start. Pick up where you left off. Start right now at this moment. Keeping the vow that you've made unto the Lord one day at a time. Don't try to live for the Lord for the next 10 years because you don't have 10 years ahead of you. You have right now. You have the minutes that you have right now to live for him. The Bible said he shall receive the blessing from the Lord. Who? The one that has clean hands. The one that has a pure heart. The one that has not lifted up the soul unto vanity. And righteousness from the God of salvation. That's the blessing of the Lord. This is the generation of them that seek him that seek thy face. I'm part of that generation and you're part of that generation as well. O Jacob, Salah, lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? That's what I wanted to get to. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. See, the Lord's mightier than the kings of Egypt. He's mightier than the princes of this world and anyone, you know, people are, are, are caught up and, and messed up in thinking that a fallen angel is greater than God. Uh, people are messed up in thinking that demons, those are fallen angels, uh -huh, that they're greater than God. They're angels that are greater than, uh, than Lucifer. Matter of fact, when you read in Revelation, when we get into the tribulation period after we talk about being a complete... Uh, talking about being rapture ready or being ready to be caught up, you know, you'll find out that there is a strong angel that came and just, just uh, laid hold. The Bible said laid hold on Satan, that old dragon, and then bound him with chains. And just in my imagination, just seeing how mighty this angel is to lay hold on him on one hand and wrap a chain around him, then bind him and put him in a place where he could not be escaped from except that he be loosed for a season, which, as I said, we'll get more into that later on at another damn time. But just so that you know, there's no one greater than God. There's no one more sovereign. There's no one bigger. Who is the Lord? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And what? The King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord. He is king of glory, Salah. What about you? What about you? Moses made some mistakes. And I, I love that about the word of God. It doesn't give us an excuse to make mistakes. It doesn't give us an excuse to do anything wrong, but it exposes sin. It exposes unrighteousness. It exposes us for who we are and what we have done so that we can live pleasing in the presence of the Lord so that we can enter into his presence so that we can uh, reap the benefits that Israel was missing out on. You know, the Lord brings this to our attention so that we do not 
uh, commit the same mistakes. Don't you know that that when you team up, God says, don't get involved with that. Don't make alliances with those people. Don't have, don't go into business with that. And we and we do that. Not only do we suffer, the person or the things that we get involved with are going to suffer too. Uh huh. Moses made a few mistakes during his pilgrimage. God told him to speak to the rock and he got upset and hit the rock. That rock was Jesus. He allowed the people to make him upset. Don't allow people to get under your skin and make you upset. You know, no one can make you give an answer for anything. You know, you can you can tell people if you don't want to answer at that moment, let people know, look, I can't give you an answer right now. Uh, you know, let me don't be forced to do anything. Ladies, don't be forced to do anything you don't want to do. Men, don't be forced. Don't let nobody don't 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 let one of them force you to do nothing that you should not uh, ounce of pleasure easily becomes a pound of pain. When God uh, told Moses to spy out the land, he sent spies to check it out. Uh, excuse me. Let me let me say that again. When God told Moses to take the land, he sent Moses sent spies to check it out. God never told him to send spies down there. And Joshua and Caleb went. You know, they didn't receive it. Moses was the one that received the instruction. But Joshua and Caleb came back with a good report that, look, we can take the land. God has given it into our hands. But the people did not believe it. If you don't believe what God is saying, you're going to miss out. Believe what he said. Embrace it. And so the Bible uh, doesn't cover our inconsistencies. Each of us can look at some and someone and mirror the good or the bad. Let's choose to mirror the good so that the, the, the pleasure, don't follow what others are doing. Remember, an ounce of pleasure can easily and will become a pound of pain. Israel's enemy wanted to take complete advantage of them, uh, but didn't realize that that ounce of pleasure that they would receive by doing that would become a pound of pain. And they tried it. And now look what's happened. The Bible said that the Ethiopians would have great pain. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, is going to come against them. The terrible of the nations with one thought in mind, and that was to destroy the land of the Egyptians. The, the terrible of the nations, the terror was going to come against them. You see, the, the Egyptians... Uh, plan was to destroy and take all uh, that they could from God's people. They saw that God's people was was down. Why? Because uh, God's people had went into an alliance, an illegal alliance. And so that ounce of pleasure that God's people were seeking after had become a pound of pain, not just for Egypt, uh, not just for God's people, but also for Egypt too. The 12th verse says, and I will make the rivers dry and I will sell the land into the hand of the wicked and I will make the land waste and all that is therein by the hand of strangers. I, the Lord, have spoken it. Whatever God has said, his word is going to perform it. Now, it may not perform it like you want it to or immediately. You know, a lot of times we want God to instantly do what we're calling him for and it don't work that way. He's going to move according to his will. There are times that God moved instantly, but there are other times that he don't. And we just have to do what? Wait for it, wait for it, 
And what are we going to do while we're waiting? Praise is what I do. We want to praise. Thus said the Lord God, I will destroy the idols. How many idols do we have? Right now, people are preparing for Halloween. Uh, they put up a lot of idols. Well, God wants us to have fun, but he didn't say he wanted you to be an idol worshiper and get involved in, in satanic uh, 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 what's the word? traditions and things that are against his word. You know, we need to think. Uh, we've embraced so much. We're like the children of Israel. Uh, they were in Egypt and, and they embraced and walked out of Egypt carrying things that God said, leave behind. And so they missed out on a lot of the power of God that would be demonstrated. You know, a, a, a friend of mine was, was preaching the word of God and he was talking about how the carriage, uh, the carriage carrying the Ark of the Covenant had started to tilt over. And this young man saw was about to fall over and the, there was instructions that no one is supposed to touch the ark or anything of that nature, except those, the priests that were assigned to it. And this young man dove over there, uh, his, uh, you know, uh, good intentions, but that was not his job. And that was not what he was supposed to do. And he jumped over there to catch it and he died. Now, I, I like what was said at that, at that moment was that if, that if he had not jumped in the way, you don't know the miracle that would have that God would have displayed. You don't know what would have happened, but he interfered in a task that he was not supposed to perform. When we get caught up into doing things and get in the way, we don't you don't want to get in the way of God's hand. You don't know what God would do when we follow the complete instructions for what he said. We have to follow the complete instructions. And so I, I thank God that, that uh, Pastor Robson had brought that out. We have to follow the complete instructions. We can't deviate and make up our own rules and follow the rules of the world because that's what the children of Israel did. They followed what Egypt wanted to do. And it got them in trouble. It got them in a lot of trouble. That ounce of pleasure became a pound of pain for them. What did the Lord say? I will make the rivers dry and sell the land into the hand of the wicked and I will make the land waste and all that is therein by the hand of strangers. I, the Lord, have spoken it. Thus said the Lord God, I will, I will also destroy the idols and I will cause their images. People have so many images uh, to, to cease out of the land of Noth. Now, uh, that was also in the Hebrew is known as uh, Memphis, uh, yeah, mm -hmm, the capital of Lower Egypt. And there shall be no more a prince in the land of Egypt, and I will put a fear in the land of Egypt. And I will make Pathros, the upper, now Pathros is the upper part of Egypt, desolate. And I will set fire in Zoan, and that's the eastern, uh, their eastern of the Nile. Uh, in the, the Nile, the Delta, and I will execute judgment in No. Now, No is also uh, No Ammon, or, and so it is the uh, Thebes, capital of Egypt, in, at least during the New Kingdom. And it was the cult center for Ammon, which was a god in which they believed in. We can't believe in Malto. God is mono, uh, not, not, uh, polytheist. He's not many. He's he's one. 
Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. But Israel got caught up into, and when they came out of the land of Egypt, they brought a lot of idols with them. They brought things. They even brought an image. They brought the star with them. And God said to leave that mess behind. We have to leave stuff behind. Uh huh. None of that is going to be found in the kingdom of God. And so he said, I will pour, I will pour my fury upon sin, the strength of Egypt. And I will cut off the multitude of no. And I will set fire in Egypt. Sin shall have great pain. And no shall uh, be rent asunder. And no shall be distressed daily. Listen, there are two messages here. But I want you to understand that sin brings great pain. You know, now I know the scripture said sin has great pain. Uh, it said sin shall have great pain. And, but I'm, I'm, I believe enough has been said for you to get the message that an ounce of pleasure, you know, that ounce of pleasure, uh, no one knows my heart, you know, is going to lead to a pound of pain. That ounce of pleasure, hey, meet me over here. That's going to lead to a pound of pain. That ounce of pleasure. Uh, I'm just going to do this this one time. It's going to lead to a pound of pain. And so you want to make sure that you don't create, uh, indulge yourself in a recipe that is going to end in a pound of pain. Bless your name, Jesus. Let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord, for the uh, this short exhortation uh, on this Tuesday evening. We pray and ask those that are hearing, those that will hear this later, Lord God, will receive your word. Lord God, apply your word and not indulge in the recipe that is going to lead to a pound of pain. Lord God, we thank you right now, Lord, for setting us free by giving us your word. Lord God, we thank and praise you, Lord God, for giving us an opportunity to seek you while we can. Lord God, that we can lift up hands and, and feel for you that we may find you. Lord, we just pray and ask that you would bless us right now. Remember those that are sick. Lord, and I pray for the Johnson family, Lord, that you remember them, Lord God, during a time of bereavement. Lord Jesus, bless your people right now, Lord God, to seek you, Lord. Lord, and to be faithful unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you have not uh, dedicated your life unto the Lord. I want to encourage you to do that. Uh, dedicate yourself unto the Lord. You know, it's important because uh, you're not going to be saved if you don't, if you're not dedicated unto him. And if you've not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sin, don't make excuses, you know, but eliminate all excuses. We're talking about the saving of your soul, uh, you know. So with that being said, you know, I, I want you to be blessed. Encourage somebody, share with them SML, you know, inside the pages. Uh, let somebody uh, give them the link, you know, and uh, and so with that, you know, in mind, uh, this is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I hope to see you soon. I hope to see you here or I hope to see you there. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord. Thank you.